This is Truth Be Told in 10 by Women Repurpose. Today, I finished up the conversation with Ivy Neal on my latest blog post regarding anger. We discussed the importance of our view of God in this area, plus more of the practical application for our own lives. I've saved the part of our conversation where we might step on a few toes for the monthly Rally Women edition of our newsletter. That's the one with all the extras you won't find on social media or our podcast channel. So if you're not already signed up for that, be sure to do that ASAP on the website. Also, in case you missed it, Alicia shared with us her family's Passover guide to help you celebrate and remember Passover this Easter. Head over to the website or check out the most recent newsletter for your free download. Okay, here we go. Let's talk truth. Hello, Woman Repurposed. Welcome back for part two of our conversation about anger and the gospel. I'm Ivy Neal, and I'm hosting today for Amber Newman because we are talking about her blog post on this topic. If you haven't heard last week's episode, please be sure to go back and listen to that first. Um, We talked a lot about God's character and anger and the scripture and what we see there. And this week, we're going to get a little bit more into our own lives and how anger plays out and how we can approach this in a way that is in line with what God wants for us. So first of all, let's talk about um, our view of God as Christians and maybe how that changes how we look at sin, both our own and when others sin against us. Yeah. So in the blog, I talked about just our view of God. And so often we talk about... um, reading scripture and being in the word. And that really is so huge in this, in this battle of our anger, because if we don't understand who God is, then we're not going to understand what we need to be angry about. Mm -hmm. And, and I think without the right view of God, how Jesus functioned amidst us, because God gave us the Ten Commandments as a way to show us how we were supposed to function as his image bearers. And we could not do that. And so he sent in the flesh himself the incarnation of the Ten Commandments. That is what Jesus is. He showed us what it looked like to perfectly, physically live out the Ten Commandments. He showed us how we were supposed to function as image bearers, but we, we aren't Jesus. We've proven that over and over again, that we just cannot do this perfectly. (laughs) We cannot, we cannot do this. We are not perfect, but we can read about him and we can read the word to know him, not to see how we need to act, not to see, um, we're not reading from an egotistical standpoint. We are reading to know God. Yeah. And we can receive his spirit and we can receive those gifts of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like how many of those things, if we allowed the spirit to transform us, how greatly would that affect our anger for me? it's huge. (laughs) I talk about in the blog, like I am just somebody who's more bent toward justice and truth. And I am not by nature am just not 
naturally a gentle person. Um, but by the power of Jesus, <laughs> by the power of the spirit, that is something I feel like I am growing and working on. But when we allow him and we grow in him and we are spiritually maturing, it is going to naturally affect our anger. When we know what he is angry about, it's naturally going to open our eyes to what grieves him. Yeah. Because it is the sin in the world that is grieving him. It is the sin that is angering him. And we, we really have to pray for eyes to see not only the sin in the world that is grieving him, but the sin in our own lives yes. that grieves him because we can't hold the world. We can't hold unbelievers. We can't hold believers. We can't hold anyone to a standard above that which we are at. But we can get angry at the sin itself and then go from there and then move forward from there. We can deal with sin physically or spiritually. Spiritually, a lot of times is just going to involve us praying. When we see something that we have no control over, we can trust that God does, that he is sovereign and we can pray. But sometimes we do need to physically address the sin that is arousing this anger because there are things we need to be, be angry about. And we talked about that in the previous episode, but yeah, if someone is harming my child, I'm going to get angry. I get angry at uh, injustice in the world against my fellow brothers and sisters based on skin color or their perceived class in the culture or, you know, so many different things that should, should spur us on to anger, but the action the action is what matters. It's the action that is what the Bible refers to when it says, do not sin in your anger. It doesn't say don't be angry. It says, do not sin in your anger. And so then that is where it's really important for us to know what is the proper response. And that's where that self-control comes in. We have to stop ourselves to not just fly off the handle and you know, rant on social media or, or I don't know, whatever, freak out on our husbands or our children. <laughs> Make sure that what we're getting angry about isn't, um, isn't selfish, that it is that it is an actual sin issue that we're getting angry about. And if it's, if someone has sinned against us, like the Bible clearly tells us in Matthew 18, how to deal with sin in the church or sin against us, we can go to that person and confront them. And, you know, that is all about truth and grace. And we've talked about these things. I feel like Ivy, <laughs> you and I have talked multiple times about how to deal with deal with people and relationships. And so, yeah, I think our perspective matters for ourselves, our perspective matters of God and just remembering grace and the grace that was given to us and the love, the love that Christ gave us when he died and rose again and, and took that sin from us. Like just that alone, I feel like can, can really change our view 
of a lot of things that make us angry. Yeah. You mentioned that verse in Ephesians about being angry and not sinning. You know, Paul sets up that whole first half of that letter talking about who we are in Christ and because of what he did and then talks about, okay, now this is how you live because of that. Right after he says, be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So like, this is one of those areas where Satan can use our own, you know, sinful flesh to divide us and to cause problems within the church. You know, if we are giving into sinful anger, but as we were talking about remembering what Christ has saved us from, um, again, in Ephesians at the end of that chapter, um, chapter four, verses 31 and 32, um, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So this just that straight response that how God has treated us should then directly flow into how we are treating other people um, just because we know how much we have been forgiven. Yeah. And I think if we don't have a right view, if we're not in the scripture, we're not going to fully grasp that. Yeah. I know for me, like the more I dwell on who God is, the more I have an accurate idea of who I am, which really will humble you, you know, because if we're only looking at ourselves and, and we can kind of compare to other people and, you know, in our minds, we, we feel like we're pretty good. Um, the skewed, skewed sense of pride. Yeah. We need to, I talked about like holding our, who we're holding to what standard, but I think if we just start off whatever our thought process is by holding ourselves up to Christ, then think it'll knock us knock us back a little bit and help us start maybe from a better better point of view better mindset (laughs) exactly and we have a more clear picture of whether we're just being offended over nothing whether we've actually been wronged or whether we're angry over something serious that is sin or evil yeah okay well um ladies as you know we have been talking about practical application we've talked about how the truth that we are learning impacts our heads our hearts and our hands so amber let's talk a little bit about practical things that we can do um i liked how specific you got in the blog about this and starting kind of again with scripture um idea of, you know, writing it on note cards, putting sticky notes on your mirror, anything like that to keep it in front of your eyes. Um, We've got just a lot of random decor in our house that is Bible verses. And like, it seems like just a, you know, cute Christian-y thing to do, but it's really helpful because then you see it all the time. You can't really get away from it, which is great. Um, I have plenty of times where I have you know, having an attitude and then I'm walking down my hallway and I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like that cute little Bible verse sign on the wall just Uh gone. So, um, yeah, I think one thing before I get into this, it is important to know our boundaries and Mm -hmm. to know that we do need to have boundaries up with certain people. Like I said, patience has to have a limit, but sometimes there's no patience to be had. If I walk in on someone being mugged, I'm not going to stop and wait. And you know what I mean? Like 
there there are times where you know yeah. Jesus walked in and started flipping tables immediately there was no waiting he had to cleanse the evil that was happening to the temple and to the people that he loved if I walk in heaven forbid to someone abusing one of my children you better bet I'm gonna be flipping some tables <laughs> and that's that's really that's really heavy but there are situations where we have to immediately act but we can't act in those ways to the very serious sin in the same way we're acting toward our own slight or our own discomfort you know what I mean like there has to be there has to be distinction um and we also like I said have to set boundaries with certain people because there are certain people who are just going to you give them an inch they're going to take a mile and so for your own health and well-being set boundaries with people um but for the application of what this is um in this discussion of anger it is really important to meditate on scripture especially the scripture that tells us who god is like i have exodus 34 6 when the lord says he is merciful and gracious slow to anger abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness and then the fruit of the spirit from Galatians 5, meditating on those, keeping those in the forefront throughout the day and not just, I've talked about this before, um, I think on maybe a podcast, but we can't just consume a quote unquote big meal of scripture in the morning and expect that to last us all day or all week or all month. Like we need to be continuing to let that flow into our hearts and minds. Um, because I also talk about in this kind of practical application is being careful about what voices are speaking into us, whether it's media, the news, social media, unbelievers, if we have friends um, or coworkers that we are around often, you know, we can't let them be the loudest voice and loudest influence in our lives. I'm not saying don't talk to them, but we need to counter these things with truth. Even ourselves, we can't consistently <laughs> be listening to our own thoughts if they're not yielded to the scripture. I mean, if I, if I go one day even, I notice my thought process starting to change. And I have to continually recalibrate my compass, so to say, because if you're a ship and you're off even a tick, you go a hundred thousand miles and you're not even anywhere close to where you need to be. We have to continually yeah. calibrate our quote unquote compass to do north, to the Lord, to truth, because otherwise we are way far off. And so we have to do that so many times a day because we are getting infiltrated with so much. And so one of the challenges I gave with our heart is just to make sure we are, we're checking and noticing what is being, being fed to us and what we're consuming. Um, because that too is going to affect what we're angry at, how we respond to the anger and every other <laughs> aspect of our of our life and emotion. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, as our culture moves along, we have to be really conscious of this because we can't just coast, you know, what is going to be generally accepted as truth around us 
is most likely going to be a lie, like most yeah. of the time. Yeah. So, and that's not going to let up. Like those messages are not going to slow down. So we need to be proactive and kind of on the offense with um, choosing our, our inputs for ourselves and for our families, you know, that kind of thing too. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to step on some toes, um, to finish this? Sure. All right. I left a cliffhanger there. Be sure to be on the lookout for your March issue of rally women in your email. If you haven't already moved us to your primary inbox, then for sure do that so you don't miss us when we end up in your junk folder. (laughs) Friend, we are so grateful you join us here. We are grateful for your feedback on our ratings and reviews you leave for the podcast. We're grateful for the conversations we have with you in our DMs. We're grateful to walk alongside you as we love God, learn truth, and live transformed. Chat soon.